Welcome to the sermon podcast of Redemption Church. The following sermon is by our Director of Media and Worship, Susan Alloway. Ruth 4. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here, and they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, One party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, today you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Malon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today, you are witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This, then, is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram, Ram, the father of Aminadab, Aminadab, the father of Nashon, Nashon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, Boaz, the father of Obed, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David. The word of the Lord. 
Thanks, Amanda, for reading. Today, we're finishing the book of Ruth. Wow, it's a short book. It's nice to get one of those after Romans. Then after Ruth is done, we're going to be reading Jonah, and I'm excited to read Jonah with you. Partly because it's one of my favorite books of the Bible, but partly because I think that in Jonah we get another take on the same topic as Ruth. The topic of salvation from strange places, from unexpected places, good coming out of bad situations, social norms being flipped on their heads. The whole book of Ruth is a single story of how Jesus takes imperfect situations and buys them back from death. That's what the word redeem means, to buy something back. So in Ruth chapter 1, we see that during the time of the judges, when the people of Israel had become incredibly wicked, God is still caring for them individually. We see this by God bringing a foreigner to improve the life of her Israelite mother-in-law. Later, we are shown that God has orchestrated this for a larger purpose as well, to save all of Israel and the world beyond, through that same foreigner being the grandmother of King David, and later, the Lord Jesus. Then in Ruth chapter 2, we see that God blesses even those who Israel would never expect, a starving foreigner, Ruth and how she just so happens to find and impress Naomi's wealthy relative, Boaz, who allows her to work in his fields and protects her from harm. Then in chapter 3, we see that despite the sexually violent culture of Israel at the time, God has worked in Boaz's life to make him a man worth trusting. So when Ruth, someone who could easily be taken advantage of without anyone caring, When she takes the risk to find Boaz alone and propose marriage, Boaz doesn't harm her, he doesn't shun her, he doesn't even shame her. He protects her, and he thanks her for honoring him above younger men. And now we come to chapter 4. God takes imperfect situations and buys them back from death. God redeems them. So Boaz is what Israelite culture called a kinsman redeemer. If you were a young woman in ancient Israel and your husband died, it was the duty of one of the men in your husband's family to take you in, to manage your husband's assets, and in the case that you and your husband didn't have children, to marry you and produce children for your dead husband so that his name might carry on. This is what Ruth has secretly asked Boaz to do, and it seems to have blown him away. To most people of Israel, Ruth is just a penniless heathen who had been widowed with no children. She was at the bottom of the barrel. To Boaz, though, Ruth is a surprising young woman. She has left her home, her family resources, and all that she has known to come struggle and care for her mother-in-law in a culture that she doesn't know. She has turned away from her nation's religion to pursue Boaz's God. She is a hard worker. She's humble. She's grateful for her blessings. And she has avoided more attractive men, 
despite her loneliness and has risked her reputation and her safety to ask Boaz to be her redeemer, to essentially buy her back from death. In a patriarchal society, it had to feel odd to Boaz that he is being proposed to. In a nationalistic society, it had to feel odd that the person proposing was from a despised foreign nation. And yet, more than anything, Boaz seems stunned that this young woman would even want to be married to him. The idea brings him joy. But he's no fool. He knows that there's another man in their family who is a closer relation to Naomi, and therefore has even more of a right to enjoy the benefits of using Naomi's husband and son's land. If Boaz wants to marry Ruth, he has to convince the other man to let go of the profits that more land could bring. So Boaz is smart, right? After seeming to convince the other guy to take the land as his duty, he conveniently lets it slip that along with the land, the guy will get another wife. A wife from a horrible foreign nation. And he'll be expected to produce children with her. Children who will then contend with his current children for inheritance. It's sly, but... Boaz knows how his culture thinks. When the guy eagerly says no, Boaz is free to marry Ruth, to redeem Ruth, to buy her back from death. So that's what's going on in this chapter. Now, I keep saying the phrase to buy back from death because sometimes we connect the idea of needing to be redeemed with the idea of being bad or evil. As in, I am a bad person. I need to be redeemed or fixed in order to be acceptable to God. But that's not really what's happening in the story of Ruth. From an Israelite perspective, there's a lot wrong with Ruth, but none of it is really a matter of evilness or sin. In fact, Ruth shows herself to be upstanding in all the ways that a good person should be. She works hard. She's faithful and eager to follow God. She is exceedingly self-sacrificing and loving toward her mother-in-law. She is humble and grateful when others are kind to her. What's wrong with Ruth, what needs to be redeemed in Ruth's life, is that her circumstances will literally kill her if they aren't changed. And no matter how hard she works and tries, no matter how good she is, in Israelite society, she has no standing. As a woman, as a foreigner, as a childless widow, and she will remain in poverty with no way out. She and her mother-in-law are headed toward literal death unless someone comes along who will buy her back. Enter Boaz. God takes imperfect situations and buys them back from death 
God redeems them. And Ruth is far from the only story in scripture where God does this, right? In fact, at the end of this chapter, the writer of Ruth references one specific story, the story of Judah and Tamar. Verse 12 says that all the elders and people in town bless Ruth and Boaz's marriage by saying, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. Do you remember the story of Tamar and Judah from the book of Genesis? This is another kinsman redeemer situation, but it's one that goes wrong Tamar is married to Judah's son, but that son dies. Tamar waits many childbearing years for Judah's much younger son to grow up and be given to her as a kinsman redeemer, but it doesn't happen. She is forgotten. So in order to have children so that she's not left with no one to provide for her in her old age, Tamar pretends to be a prostitute. And Judah unknowingly pays for his daughter-in-law's services and gets her pregnant. It's not a great situation. But through this not-so-great situation... Perez is born, Perez being the great-great-great-great-grandfather of Boaz. And Boaz will become the great-grandfather of David, who would become king of Israel, the foreshadowing of the king of kings who saves the world, Jesus. God takes imperfect situations and buys them back from death, God redeems them. In the story of Ruth, by connecting her to Tamar, the elders are telling her, may the Lord pay you back for the husband and life that you lost. By connecting Boaz to Judah, they're telling Boaz, may the Lord pay you back for your faithfulness and bless you in ways that impact all of Israel. They're even telling Naomi, you may have lost everything, but the Lord can give it all back and more. If you remember the story of Job, it's the same thing that happens to him. And in the story of Joseph, after Judah, this same Judah that we've been talking about, and his brothers sell Joseph into slavery, Joseph says, you may have meant it for evil, but the Lord has worked it for good. And he saves all of Israel from a famine. God takes imperfect situations and buys them back from death. God redeems them. What are the circumstances in your life that God needs to redeem from death? It could be student debt that feels like it's killing you financially. It could be medical issues that cause you physical, social, financial, or emotional pain. It could be fear, hatred, or bitterness depriving you of love and slowly starving your soul. 
But whether it's a sin issue or not, God's grace is big enough to redeem it, to buy you back from death. We are Redemption Church. We are a community of sinners and skeptics longing for the redemption of God. And like Ruth, we will continue to watch and wait and hope and participate as God buys the world back from death. To find out more about Redemption Church, visit redemptionbristol.org.